All right, best Uh-oh. debut pile. Here's some things we actually Uh-oh. have to start start being being professional with. Um, See you in 2019 for Baldi's 2018. <laughs> I don't want to rank anything. Best, best. I just want to talk about it. You don't want to rank any of these? No, I do. Oh, we got. We to. have to. We yeah. have to. We have to. This is the part that I don't like is the ranking. Okay, I like ranking about our ranked award. Ranking show. is fun and it gets people all worked up and and that produces traffic and Bald Move is built rank, on a rank- foundation of clickbait. Ranking is hard. Uh, I don't like. I don't like to do anything that's hard. I just want to talk about TV. All right. Well, um, I think I might have accidentally put these in a pretty good. Oh, get out of here! I mean, who had a bet? The Deuce I thought was an amazing. The Deuce is something I went in watching as a courtesy to David Simon, and after that pilot, like honestly, after the first pit monologue where they're talking about the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and and they're Richard Nixon the, the subway. Richard, yeah, Richard Nixon being the 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 a pimp's pimp. Yeah. I was kind of like hooked. Yeah. Uh, so this category, best debut slash pilot, what does that mean? It means the it's it's a it's a freshman show. Okay. And are, are either, we judging it only on the pilot, or are we judging it on the whole season? I think it's a both traditionally. Okay. So like, I think you can if you can remember the pilot, but it's all it's essentially the like who had the best first outing. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I I'm being. Is Glow going to be a series going forward? Because you've, yeah. I, oh, yeah. it is. I th- they're making a season two. Yeah, okay, as far as that, that's weird. Is like I haven't seen Glow. You haven't seen Handmaid's Tale or American Gods, right? So it's going to be tough to kind of to kind of to kind of rank those. I guess we'll try to see. We'll use thresholds where like, well, if it's not better than this show, then it can't be better than this show, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So we talked to the, the 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 Deuce. I think was a great first season, and a particularly brilliant pilot. Mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale, I think, was a brilliant pilot. It had, in my estimation, problems with world building in the first season, but I it was a beautiful show. It is a harrowing show to watch, and it has some of the best. Like I think Elizabeth Moss is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but she like really fucking opens, opens the throttle in this, hmm. like some of the shit that she is allowed to do because of the extreme situation she finds herself in. Um, and somehow that situation keeps getting worse is, is just, 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 is like just, just, just melts the screen, man. Um, wouldn't be a drama if it kept getting better. Right. Well, I mean, eventually it's got to turn that corner. Maybe it doesn't. Um, yeah. So there's that. The Young Pope. The Young Pope is something I did just as a, on a lark because the idea of Jude Law yeah. vamping, vamping and flouncing through a whole season as a as a young pope seemed hilarious. Yeah, the previews for that oh. were phenomenal. And it's the whole reason I watched that thing. And honestly, it it did all that, but also was much better than it had any right to yeah. be. And some of the laughs, some of the sublime, like I still think of his entry into the College of Cardinals mm-hmm. with the altar boys, how like like how they just build up this thing with he's got this papal crown that hasn't been worn for like almost a century, and he comes in on this litter. And then, like, all the cardinals are like, what the fuck is going on? And suddenly, like, these altar boys part his dress, and this little red slipper comes out from under his him. Yeah. And he just, he just kind of, and he's just like, he, oh, and the realization that he's going to want all these proud men to go kiss his fucking feet. Mm-hmm. It's simultaneously this awesome power move, like, like, worthy of fucking Negan on The Walking Dead, and side-splittingly hilarious. Yeah. And relentlessly gorgeous, too. It, it, that's what I was going to say. Some of the imagery in this show is the most beautiful I saw yeah. this year. Yeah, um, And we'll talk in a second about American Gods. But, I mean, I've just never seen anything like it. Yeah. it's And, I mean, best debut pilot. Do, is this thing coming back? In what form well, is it coming the, back? What the is thing. The Young Pope? Because it seemed to me like a miniseries. It was going to be season two. I've recently heard that now they're backing away and they're going to do a show called The New Pope. Mm-hmm. And they haven't even committed to it being directly related to the young pope. Like, and is it probably gonna not be... going to be Jude Law in it? So... No, it sounds like there's going to be no Jude Law. I- I'm instantly ninety percent less excited. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so it had a great season. It-, it was a great mini series in my eyes. Like, yeah, I guess they're going to sort this of. This might make my top ten it. drama. It's, 
Maybe. Top I mean, 10, it, it, maybe. I, I, yeah. I couldn't dis- I, I, I can't dismiss it because I yeah. just really enjoyed the shit out of it. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. It was so much fun to cover. It was. I hope, yeah. I hope people. It's absurd. It's very moving in places. Um, it is. It's a it's, very it's a interesting very, concept, too. It's also a, like a very grand tale, but yet a personal tale for yeah. so many people. Like it, the scope of that show it's, it's is very spiritual in a way that it doesn't have like atheists rolling their eyes and doesn't seem to even yeah. be super offensive to. Like we had, I, I actually asked that question like, what do Roman Catholics make of this? And a lot of Roman Catholics wrote us in and. We're, we're digging it too, obviously yeah, no, for it, different reasons. But. It, it defied definition for so much of the season too, because I kept expecting Jude Law to take a turn. Right? Like, yes. when is he going to show his hand? Yes. Turns out, well, I we're going to have to spoil all these shows eventually. So, like, if you don't want to hear spoilers for any of these shows, you're in the wrong place. Um, that said, it turns out it. <laughs> it turns out that Jude Law showed his hand in the first scene. Yeah. Like the, well, maybe not the first scene. That the was first the scene where he crawls out <laughs> yeah. from underneath a pile of <laughs> yeah. babies. I mean, that's that's evocative. I mean, yeah, the imagery is great. But he showed his hand in the first episode, right? Like, mm-hmm. he just was what he said he was. Right. And we kept expecting him not to be. Right. And that's what kept me going through the show is, when am I going to see the turn? And the fact that I don't kind of says shame on me, right? Yeah. Like. I mean, but I mean, I, I don't know. I thought it was a great because Because the, 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 the premise they lay out in the first episode is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But then they kind of back into it where you find then about how like Jude Law was his his uh, his Pope character was raised and his odd kind of like stepbrother relationship and a relationship had this nun and this father who was a, a father like in the Roman Catholic sense of the word that he had this relationship is played by um, the the old man from Babe mm-hmm. uh, I and like that and and everything Tommy thought you got a good handle on oh, a character. Uh, it would change. Like he, I remember thinking like really strongly about his brother, and then like events happen, and it completely flips your mind. And also the the old mole face cardinal, yeah. Uh, who yeah. just per- as a towering performance, and you think what a fucking bastard he is. But but nothing's that simple. Nothing's yeah. that simple in this world. And it's great. And also it led to perhaps my favorite piece of a fan uh, fan tribute we've ever gotten. Yep. The, the 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 young the young kangaroo pope here uh someone was moved to send this in to us on a bald move team not even like our main show that's how good this show is yeah that's how good this it, show i is. guarantee it's like nothing you've ever seen before um the young pope is very Ethan high on my and list Allison, for thank you by the way again oh yeah that, that made our fucking day and it has it's, it's presiding over our office even today yeah very high on the list here in uh, my opinion american gods American Gods is a crazy ass show that has a terrible blank slate lead actor. Who is it? I don't know. He's he's a, a he is a a, a Ken doll who's left in the oven a little bit too long. Okay. By the name of Shadow. But, Ricky Whittle. But he, he is he is he is the island of, of mediocrity that all this insanity swirls around and in my opinion this show Oh well he's British. That explains the blank slate <laughs> tapioca the, version of him. Th- this show moves the needle on what is possible for sexuality and violence on television more than anything oh. I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh and I I really like the, the the those possibilities being expanded, and um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great first outing, and I'm excited to see more. Uh, but I don't know. I the the titillate and, and it's not even titillation. Um, it's hard for me to separate the just awesome jaw dropping visuals from the plot and whether it makes sense and the fact that I'm naturally sympathetic to this kind of mythological look at different religions, only they're real, you know, but all of them are real. Like Odin's real, Jesus is real, uh and, and the fact that gods are in competition, like like Jesus stole this 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 fertility goddess's thunder. 
like now what people think of it, he's like she's powerful because of her relation with all these different fertility symbols eggs and bunny rabbits and stuff she's powerful in the springtime but she's riding jesus's coattails you know mm-hmm. and there's jealousy there and they're old gods, the old blood gods like Odin and the Norse gods, like you know, don't like they don't like these new American gods of capitalism and TV and and media and the internet um, and all the other things that we we elevate to kind of a religion in American society. Interesting. And I had no idea that was part of the. Oh the yeah. For this thing. Oh yeah. That's and how they cool. how they represent like the god of television. So they're personified. Yeah. Like those ideas. Those yeah. concepts, like like J- Jill- that's cool. Jillian uh, Anderson plays like she gets to play as David Bowie. She gets to play as she I plays Love as Lucy. Media. Yeah, she's the god of media, and it's really it's really super <sighs> cool. And also how like that's fucking cool. There's a sexuality goddess that preys on people's sexuality. That suddenly can Glover's in it. Yes, <laughs> oh, and he's amazing. I gotta watch this thing. And the idea that this this one fertility goddess has come back because of the invention of Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Like she was almost dying during like the AIDS scare, like and prom- promiscuity, and like and then like Tinder came back, and now she's turned. It's it's fucking it's it's great. It's it's wow. it's got a lot of big ideas, and if, if you like Ian McShane at all, he is at his Ian McShaneiest at this. Um, Sounds like it's visually striking as well. It is. Yeah, it is. And there are things that I said that you know, like I always decry. Like why can we never see erect penises or vaginal clefts or you know, why do we have these weird prudish hang-ups buttholes. and stuff? The next one is but- buttholes. Yeah, we're going to see full butthole spreads um, and just, yep. like, insane, crazy, like, God- God-driven acts of violence. It's 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 cool. It's cool. Uh, American Vandal. Oh, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, literally. So, well, it's always the case with Netflix shows, right? Nobody, uh-huh. nobody knew Stranger Things was coming. Nobody yeah. knew American Vandal was coming. Yeah. And it kind of blew me away because it's exactly, I think, what – let's say true crime stuff is getting kind of stuffy. Okay. Between, like, Serial and Making a Murderer, both very good shows. But it, it kind of, like, is folding in on itself in and a weird there's way. There's a weird self-seriousness to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And American Vandal came along and just shattered that fucking thing. Right, right. Wide open. Uh, American Vandal, if you don't know, is the, is a a high school – drama or true crime investigation set around the spray painting of 27 dicks on 27 cars at the te- in the teacher's parking lot in yeah in the school teacher's parking lot um over some break yep so and then they just take a systematic look at that and break it down the same and, way and the they bad would bad boy in the school is blamed right and he's expelled and and peter the the guy who runs like the, the journalism. av club or yeah, the yeah, journalism yeah, yeah, yeah. thing he says Mm, we should take another look at this because it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Right. And so he goes and he does the, you know, Sarah Koenig yeah. making a murderer kind of thing on this ridiculous premise uh-huh. of a scenario. And the jokes are very, very smart. Yes. The jokes are – the characters are incredibly stupid. Yes. And you might be turned off by that, but the jokes themselves are very smart. Yes. Especially, like, I, I think that it's almost impossible to enjoy the – maybe not. But if you – it's so much better – if you've seen the making a murder, yeah. if you've seen serial, if you've seen uh, the Jinx, sure. Like yep. if you've seen at least those three films or th- those documentaries, those podcasts, whatever, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. I imagine mean, I mean, like documentary now, like they're all baseline hilarious. But if you've seen the documentaries they're based on, they're even funnier. Right. Exactly. So I and it keeps you guessing right up until the very end. And, and I was surprised I at how smart the way the thing folded in on itself at the end yeah. was because i was like i think in episode six i'm like okay this is just out this is creatively bankrupt and it's yeah. going to wheeze to the finish line and no. it kind of had a rough episode seven and it was it seven i think it's six because the, the, there are two at the end that are good after the yes, little slump so yeah. it's six um and i agree yeah that's that's where i remember i finished six and i'm like i'm not even sure like I, 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 this is one of those things I can't even recommend. But it, yeah, it, it recovers and yeah. and uh, is 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 really good at the end. Uh, the I, end. I feel like it's what that genre needed right now. Yeah. But I'm talking side splitting, little... hilarious. Yeah, and how super serious it was taken, and you and kind of how like realistically they play with the high school scenario right yeah and just like some of the like the the CGI reenactments of like the hand <laughs> oh, job Jesus. on the pier. 
where they're trying yeah. to get all the sight lines that who could see it and there's just this like this is like shitty monotone shaded image of a boy and a girl on a pier with, with the the hand going up and down yeah. on the knob mechanically the just like yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 and, good and, I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. Like Alex Tromboli, the uh-huh. kid who is like sees and has accused Dylan uh-huh. uh, of doing it. And when he's out there in the parking lot describing the act, he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, I saw Dylan from the back. Uh, he he was spray painting. I'm like, stick, just going one car to the next, stick. Yeah, and it's like and over and over, like four times <laughs> they do it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, then we got Glow, the glorious. Glorious ladies gorgeous of wrestling. Ladies of Gor- wrestling? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling, yeah. Uh, Allison Brie. Allison Brie, uh, Mark Maron. Mark Maron, yep. Some other people that you've definitely heard of. Uh, fucking Harry from Mad Men is in it. Oh, of course he is. At least in the pilot. He, he's he's in it more than is that. Is he a non-sleazy sure. guy? No. Fuck no. Okay. No, he's the worst guy. Because I've never seen him play a non I thought he was going to play a non-sleazy guy in this <laughs> in the comedy love, but it turns out that was just a front, and he's yeah. a total sleazeball. Yep, he's a sleazeball in this, too. Yeah. Uh, Poor guy. Glow he's typecast. should not have been anything on my radar, but I kept hearing really good things about it, how much yeah. fun it was, how funny it was, um, how good it was wrestling is kind of like an anathema to me. I don't really like it, but I'm conversant in the culture because my dad is a, a massive unironic wrestling fan. And I lot, I watched a lot of it, but it's almost like an amused detachment. Like, yeah, can't believe you like this old man. Right. But so I also, this is I the also story... really like the wrestler. I love the meta behind the wrestling. Yeah. Like these yeah. there's like the idea that there's this industry in America that grinds up people's lives for entertainment uh-huh. for almost a pittance too. Yeah. It's like at the time, sure, yeah. Well, I mean, even nowadays, like, I mean, I mean, John Cena like, John was Cena making and fucking money. The Rock was making Ro- fucking money. Those guys, uh, maybe, I, yeah. I'm just saying, Vince McMahon seems like a very evil guy. Okay, I don't and know. And also, know, fun fact: about President him. Trump in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah. So this is the story of the the creation of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling and if you're not familiar with that it's the first women's wrestling league i guess or women's wrestling show right um this was i remember this coming out when i was a kid yeah like wrestling was huge in the 80s uh there was like a saturday morning cartoon featuring hulk hogan and andre the giant and lou albano and superfly and all those guys and like it was like at a it's like 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 I mean it's 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 still big now, but I don't think it's as big as it was in the heyday of the '80s. Because then, I think, well, maybe it's just as a kid, but still, I think people took it more seriously as like this is more real. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I think most everyone that really is a wrestling fan likes the the behind the scenes and like like they enjoy it on both levels. The the yeah. narratives, the kind of soap opera narratives being portrayed but also the behind the scenes shenanigans and the mm-hmm. rising and falling of the stars and all that sure uh how does glow what so i just can't so allison brie is like this down on her luck um actress mm-hmm. who, who's kind of moved out to la and thought she'd make it big and she just hasn't and her parents are lending her money and she's desperate and then mm-hmm. mark Marin is this director who is charged with making a new wrestling uh show with women at the center of it and he he holds auditions. So Alison Brie goes to that, and at first she's like, eh, this very much isn't my thing. Eventually, this sounds a lot like the deuce, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, a lot of ways. The birth um, of a new, a new thing. <laughs> right. Uh, so she's she's very much like, this is not my thing, but eventually, the because of circumstance, yeah, she, she gets into it. And then she kind of grows to love it by the end. Like, everybody, they, they it, over the course of the season, they're like, they start off, you know, gathering all this cast of characters that they're going to need and whittling down who's going to be on it. Um, and then over the course of the season, they build the show. So they start with nothing, just the people who are going to be involved. And they don't know how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. None, of, No no women know how to wrestle because women aren't allowed to wrestle at that time. Mm-hmm. So they have to kind of figure it out. And they bring in, like, this, this female um, stunt coordinator who kind of, like, analyzes the wrestling stuff and has this weird relationship with Mark Marin and she teaches everybody how to do the moves like physically. And then they come up with this big choreographed thing and they have to try and a get the money to put this thing on um, because there's some financial scandals, 
but also they have to find like the confidence in themselves to do this thing and to be proud of this thing. And I think that's probably the most interesting part of the show. How much time is like, does the season first? Because I'm, I'm I think it's ten episodes. No, but how much time does the first season cover? Like, is that too? Like mu- a year, maybe? Because I'm. I think... My recall is that Glow didn't stick around very long, so it's kind of like if you told me that the People vs. OJ miniseries had three seasons. Well, like, spoiler alert, the they world... haven't even got to the actual Glow yet. Really? Like, the show. No. Oh. No, they've done some small shows, and okay. they're like live performances and okay. stuff, but they haven't I, got to the that's TV That's the stuff. first thing that shocked me, is I thought it was just going to be a self-contained series, and there you go. Like, the no, idea that there'd be it. a second season kind of blows my mind. Yeah, right. I was kind of surprised, too, by how slow it built, but I think it was worth it. Okay. Now we have the unenviable task of ranking these fuckers. Uh, who's going to be the best debut? Probably the deuce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it at the beginning. I agreed, but I tried to make it okay. less obvious. It's the deuce. Come so, on. So let's, uh, let's, let's talk about... Um, Okay, is Glow better than American Vandal? You've seen them no, both. I don't, no, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, is American Vandal better than American Gods? I don't. F- I mean, there again, it's the comedy factor. Like, it's not going to surprise me that the two comedies end up at the bottom here. Right. So I, th- I have no idea on American Gods or Handmaid's Tale. I think um, the Young Pope is it better than Handmaid's Tale? I, I think we accidentally ranked these correctly. I mean, I'm cool with that list as it is. I am yeah. too. Like, this <laughs> okay. is just the order we put them in. Yeah. And I don't know if the people believe us or not, but, like, yeah, I, I think that's this is correct. <laughs> okay. I'm going to trust you on Handmaid's Tale and American Gods, but, yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Based on everything I've heard and what I've seen in that list, yeah, um, Handmaid's Tale deserves to be up there. And the only, like, question I would have is two and three like which one should be funny is how well the deuce explores a lot of the themes of handmaid's tale the subjugation of women Uh, and society and how they're preyed upon and treated in a without the benefit of some crazy sci-fi situation uh so yeah i think handmaid's tale is kind of like uh like a depiction of a woman's scream into the void where the deuce is like like a more three-dimensional view of all the political ramifications and why these things happen and i don't know maybe that's me as a man identifying with that material more than the other but well i think the deuce i like them both a lot i just the deuce felt better in in the in 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 many many ways although i mean the deuce is real it doesn't have it real like that's and, the and scarier also, part of it. Also, like, is anything Elizabeth Moth just did better than what um, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal did? Because Maggie Gyllenhaal gets she to do some soul searing, stage that, yeah. lighting, like stage igniting work with uh, yeah, some of her the, monologues and the two best moments, in my opinion, in the Deuce this season were Maggie Gyllenhaal, yeah. um, where she had some real breakdowns. Right. Uh, just really impressive work from her. Um, James Franco does some good stuff as well. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't he's got ha- the twin performances, which is really amazing. They are. Um, it's amazing how distinctive they are, I guess. Yeah. Um, and how he's able to make twin brothers. Unlike, and it's so, so funny because you can compare this to Ewan McGregor and Fargo. Ewan right. McGregor had tons of hair and makeup help. Right. James Franco essentially has none. Yeah, and yet by the time, by the third episode, you have no trouble telling just when they walk into the door. Yeah. Which one we're dealing with? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they help you out with a band aid in the first episode, which is good. It is. But, it helps. It's a good primer. But but, but by the set, you don't even need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I think uh, you know, honestly, everybody should watch all of these things if you haven't. <laughs> I think they're all either extremely important or entertaining or super high quality or, or all three. Uh, let's scoot on down. Do we want to break this into let's keep on going? I guess we can always split it after the fact, can't we? Sure. Uh, I'm trying to scroll down in the wrong window. <laughs> Biggest surprise. Oh. Uh, a lot of the people come into play at the same here. I don't know why okay. I've got the dates for all this stuff. But we got American Vandal, The Young Pope. So a lot of these I feel like we're going to have to talk about why they're a surprise. Well, we don't have to talk about American Vandal and the Young Pope. Sure. Those came out of nowhere. Kingsman Golden Circle, us. I thought... The Why ki- is this a surprise? I thought the first Kingsman was a crank-like, absurd action flick, but had some weird tonal problems. Hmm. 
that the second movie acknowledged, addressed, leaned into, and overcame. Like, if you like the Kingsman, I think the Golden Circle is is just like the Empire Strikes Back of, of that particular film. So now, I haven't seen the original Kingsman. I've seen the Golden Circle, though. Yeah. Um, Obviously. Logan, I... Logan, I thought the trailers looked good, but I'm like, well, they're playing a whole lot on Johnny Car Johnny Carson, Johnny Cash's hurt, and mm. a very old Patrick Stewart and my affection for him as as all the things that I've seen him in that he's good in, and you know, like the last hurrah for this or a few Jacksons Wolverine, and I'm like, okay, but like almost every X Men movie I've seen has looked cool, and they've all kind of let me down in the last decade or so. That's gonna be like my biggest thing is why that's a big surprise. It's because the X Men movies aren't great. No, no, and this They're... had no right to be right. Um, and it was the best, especially the Wolverine movies. Right, those have been some of. I thought the one where he went to Japan was pretty good. The first, the first Wolverine was just got you know X Men Origins or whatever the hell it was called was just fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, the Wolverine, where he goes to Japan and fights mm -hmm. a cybernetics old man samurai guy, uh, was 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 pretty good and visually striking, and it let Hugh Jackman be a really good Wolverine. But Logan is, you know, I mean, people have spilled a lot of ink talking about how spaghetti western it was, and how it gives the, you know, it, it, it because of the setup, it gives the Wolverine character who's kind of defined by the fact that he's in un, undefeatable. Like real, real uh, weaknesses, both psychological, mental, and and, and physical. Um, and it's a great, it's a great, it's a great swung song for his character. And it's an entirely yeah. original too. Like they took some elements of some X Men lore, but this is unlike every other X Men I've seen. This is a complete ground up original tale this is there's not a that i'm aware of a graphic novel that has the bones of logan in it hmm. um and i i thought it i thought it, i it's just it's just a, it's 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 a great film as i recall i had some minor quibbles with how they ended it and how it, i thought it could have been more impactful than what they chose to do with it but ultimately yeah i agree it was a really good movie um glow surprised because again it came out of nowhere right uh yeah, like who, who knew to be excited for a wrestling especially film for me like Allison Brie like I who knew that I would ever be excited about a wrestling show um yeah I don't watch wrestling I actively dislike wrestling so for me to sit down and watch that after having heard so much good stuff about it and come away wanting more I guess wanting a season two mm -hmm. is a big surprise right um Mr Robot season two we came into <laughs> season three. <laughs> thinking that we would be probably never covering it again because yeah. season two was, it wasn't terrible, but it was, and I, you know, I, I don't want to get in a big argument with the fans. Um, cause this is, you know, amongst the hardcore Mr. Robot fan base, I feel like it's heretical to talk about season two, the way we talk about it, but fuck ah. it. We are, um, I just season two killed every bit of enthusiasm I had for the first season and validated every fear I, I articulated about the final two episodes and mm -hmm. that Sam Asmail doesn't really have a plan and this thing isn't going to go anywhere or do anything interesting. Yeah. And somehow managed to pay off all of the teasing as far as time travel and interdimensional rifting and all that stuff that's promised with like a much more grounded story and didn't really disappoint either of my expectations on those yeah. those fronts. No, I'm with you. Season three was was more along the lines of a season one of Mr. Robot in that it was more plot-driven. Um, like you said, the story was more grounded. It was something that I could invest in episode to episode as opposed to what I view as just, just this like masturbatory film class mm -hmm. of what season two was. I did not like season two in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, season three did enough of what i think season two was trying to do mm -hmm. um but at the same time it did more of what season one did it kind of combined the first two seasons and the pacing of season one with the kind of bigger ideas of season two mm -hmm. in a way that left me really loving that show at the end uh, of the honestly season. season two i think you could you could distract you could extract three good episodes from 
and mm-hmm. maybe have season one be 12 episodes, season three be 12 episodes, and just no season two. Because, yeah, no, I, yeah, there wasn't I really a beginning or a middle. Just combined, or, they uh-huh. should have done more with the plot in season two. The plot did barely moved, and I yeah. understand it's set up, and it's probably a good chunk of why season three could and, be and the maybe way it just was. Didn't have a good breaking point, or, but they I needed to meld the two things better to keep me interested, and they didn't. But it, it's a surprise. It felt like style over substance. It's a to surprise me. that Mr. Robot didn't suck. In fact, maybe this should be. We've got a category later to maybe maybe we should delete it from. I'm I'm going to move that we delete it from biggest surprise. Uh, because we already have I, it I to return was, to form. Well, yeah, we do. And a lot of, as we're but articulating our decisions for a biggest surprise, I feel like they're all reasons there should be in the return to form category. Yeah. Um, although I okay. think you could say the same thing about Logan uh, and maybe even Star Trek. Um, well, was was X-Men ever in form? Like that, that in form? <laughs> Three? Two was really good, man. One was okay. Two was good. Three was well, bad. Well, one was only okay... If you look back and look at where comic book movies sure, are yeah. now, I feel like, like I, I have to though, right? But like one for like at its time was groundbreaking in that they found the way to find the core realism of these characters and bring them into the real world in a believable way, rather than this, you know fucking Joel Schumacher making crazy tights and you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. And same thing with Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, which I have not finished the first season. Uh, we are going to be recapping that maybe by the time we release this um, uh, in, in a bald new TV kind of catch up. Uh, Star Trek was a surprise because it was actually good. Like I was in, originally enthused with the idea of Star Trek coming back, but then it kept getting in development problems. And then it got announced it was going to be exclusive on this CBS streaming platform and everything about it seemed to hint that it's going to be a, a fucking disaster. And honestly, every post DS9 Star Trek has been, in my opinion, a fucking disaster. Uh, I think Star Trek Discovery is a big surprise because who would have thought they would have tried another Star Trek after the dismal failure of Enterprise? Well, I mean, they had J.J. Abrams' Star Trek reboots that gen- that revitalated interest into the franchise. Now, I have my yeah, problem with those true. reboots, but yeah. I think that's the... But, yeah, I, I, the, it was good. It was mm-hmm. good. It's still, I think, a terrible idea to put it on CBS online, mm-hmm. um, but you know, uh, it was surprised that it was actually again to the point where I stopped watching it because uh, it went on to hate us. It was it was pretty good. Uh, Gerald's Game, nineteen twenty two. I you know again, I didn't know that anyone was working on Stephen King novella adaptations for Netflix, and these are so good. I want to I want to see someone do the Bachman books. Mm. I want to see the long I want to see the long walk so bad. That'd be really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a little bit of its its with, thunders been stolen from like the Hunger Games, Daniel Day Lewis, Battle as Royale, the main and... character. <laughs> He's too old. No, I mean, why? Why you could re you could rework it to be any age you want. I feel like some Anyone of the situations that happened would only happen to teenagers. I it's been a very very long time since I read that book. But what what is the like essential thing about that character that makes it? unable to to be played by anyone literally i guess i don't know as a 41 year old man i i can't i wouldn't break my three mile an hour stride to go dry hump a girl for three minutes and get shot for it does he do that <laughs> someone does yeah well yeah someone can do that an 18 year old nitwit can do that i don't know plus the Daniel day lewis doesn't do that like, like the young like you, your life has barely begun and you're ready to mortgage the whole thing in mm. this to, the to i don't know it I feel like some of this conceits only work for young people, but yeah, but you, you got a, so. you got a hard on for Daniel Day Lewis. We'll put him in there. Maybe DDL. maybe he's had maybe he's had a kid, and he doesn't have any money. <laughs> he to volunteers pass on. for tribute, right? He does. Okay. No, no, he has a kid, but the the kid's very young, and he has nothing to to give the kid. Okay, and he knows he's about to die, so why not try this anyway? Uh, you have to change the story. <laughs> and then American Gangster, which is a commission podcast, which yeah. surprised me because. I mean, this movie should be. This movie is the Black Godfather. I don't ever hear this movie talked about like that. Yeah, and which is unfortunate because of how good it is. Yes, like it's 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 got very. I mean, in fact, calling it the Black Godfather is almost um, smacks of uh, like like a tokenism. Like you know, mm. it's what I'm trying to say is, I would almost say it's like the modern 
modern Godfather, but it's not modern, right? It's like 80s, no, no. That's a, but but no, it's even back in yeah, like the the sixties, I think. But the it's way more modern Godfather, <laughs> the way slightly because it doesn't Godfather two take place in the sixties and seventies, and then maybe Godfather three, three goes all like the way to like the quote on yeah. modern age, which is thirty years ago. Um, I just feel like that in the in in the way it's filmed, the particular stock and the look and feel of the era, and that the beats they hit and just what a what a a central great figure that uh Denzel Washington is in the yep. middle um the dealing with uh parts of your family who maybe you'd want to get rid of or dump off the back of a boat mm-hmm. um it's it's just a completely absorbing film and i feel like i like the godfather i could watch it again and again and again and get and get more and more out of it and i just didn't expect that yeah. Um, when the I mean, person, when it was when it got commissioned, it's no surprise. But Denzel Washington is just a fucking amazing actor. Yes. Um, yes Russell Crowe too. Like, uh, yes. he's got some some personal issues, I think. Uh, but holy fuck, those two guys mm-hmm. grab this movie by the balls, and I'll say by the balls because it's a male driven movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it. I don't know. I I have seen stuff like Casino, and I've seen stuff like The Untouchables, and I rank this up there with them, if not even better than some of those. Yeah, because you know what, the thing that's did, that sets it apart from like The Godfather and Casino, and and uh, like I guess Scarface and and Goodfellas is that there is the cops and robbers part of it. There is, yeah. Whereas in and good in, in in Godfather and Goodfellas, it's very easy to forget about. The fact that these guys are the robbers, these are the right. bad guys, and the and so, threats facing the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, um, I think the Russell Crowe character shows that side, and also the cost to the quote unquote good guys of fighting mm-hmm. these these particular elements. Yeah, um, and how the two worlds kind of bleed into each other a lot yeah, of the time. Um, yeah. You get that in stuff like The Godfather, but it's mm-hmm. it's peripheral, and here mm-hmm. it's central. Yeah, um, and it feels like. You know, an honest look. I mean, it is right. It's based on the the true story mm-hmm. of this guy. So, of yeah. Frank, what's his name? I don't. Fuck, I don't remember his I last name. I want to say Castle, but I know who that is. <laughs> uh, uh, I need to see it fifty times like The Godfather, and I'll know it's Frank Corleone. But um, right, I know. Um, but the thing is, is like I feel like that we're making it seem. Russell Crowe does not upstage the Fuck, the Denzel no. parts of no, the show. No, like no. that's still the central focus. It's just there's a little bit. There's a little bit of of the law and order aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, but no, it's 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 a great film. Uh, now we get to try to to rank these things. Uh, Shit. So I'm going to I. So how are we? Uh, do we do we judge so, this because of the magnitude of the su- surprise I think we or have the to, overall yeah. quality? I think we have to judge this by biggest surprise because American Gangster is going to probably get some due in in our best commission category certainly, i think certainly um, but on the other hand the magnitude of the surprise and the magnitude of the quality is pretty high on that it is yeah can i just put it at number one and then we'll see if anything dethrones it okay yeah because i think we, that's what we usually we come, do we, come we, up the list we, we, this is our, our traditional bubble sort yeah uh so geraldo's game gerard's game 1922 <laughs> is it better to start i it's also i don't know how to do this because <laughs> so i haven't seen star two trek movies it's two movies. You can't put. You can't yeah. say these two movies are better than this one movie, yeah. or worse than this one. The movie. fact that Netflix can just make a Stephen King adaptation is that good. Um, all right, all right. Uh, I feel like you should split 1922 and Gerald's Game into well, I, two separate. Injuries. I like 1922 better. So can okay. we just make it be the stand-in? Sure. Okay. I haven't seen either. So 1922 yes. better than Star Trek? I say it is. Oh, a bigger surprise though. Not is it better? Oh, shit. Because that's what this category is about. No, it's not about how good it is. Probably it's about not surprise. bigger surprise that Star that Star Trek is good again. Okay, um, uh, but but wait, is it a bigger surprise than American Gangster? So let's do the stuff we've already moved to the top. No, not for me because American, American Gangster, Gangster was, was not on my radar at all. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. Um, shit, I don't even know how we're gonna do this. So man. put 1922 under American Gangster, and we'll just keep okay. moving stuff okay. up and okay. cycling. Uh, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So then, do we go? Top down or bottom up? Bottom up. Okay, Star Trek Discovery. Was it a bigger surprise than American Gangster? No, it was not. Well, no. No. No, no, no. Well, I mean, it was on my radar, and Man, I wanted the... to be good, but I was pretty sure it was going to be terrible. Right, the the story development of this show. 
made it a pretty damn big surprise that it was even watchable. And honestly, like rebooting a Star Trek is a hard thing to do anyway. So mm-hmm. I kind of just have this built-in uh, skepticism mm-hmm. of of a new Star Trek. But it kind of surpassed those those hurdles. It jumped over those hurdles and made it pretty big surprise. Is it a bigger surprise for you than American Gangster? I think so. I think because of the history I have with Star Trek... Um, and knowing how bad the last two shows were, and then knowing how how harrowing the development of it was, that I might yeah, fight you on that. But I'm going to put it's it a there bigger for surprise now. because I didn't know much about American Gangster at all, and so the fact that it was good, you know, it, any movie could be good. Hmm. That a Star Trek show was good was hmm. very surprising to me. Yes, yeah, because American Gangster fought from a neutral place. Like right. we didn't have any preconceived notions. Where Star Trek, we assumed it was going to be bad. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was Mr. Robot a bigger surprise than Star Trek for you? I mean, that I had was, a lot to overcome. I, I was the first two. few, the first episode or two. I was kind of watching Mr. Robot with the idea of looking for. Oh well, there you go. It's fucking right. bullshit. We can we can kind of stop even covering this season. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it just never came, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. It has, I yeah, mean, they, it has they a just, very similar... Like, they just did, like, they outright executed plots that were terrible from the, se- the second season. Like, that's the thing that impressed me. Like, they he strangled a lot of babies in cribs that needed strangling, and you rarely see that. You yeah. rarely see that kind of what I consider pretty, pretty desperate and astute course correction. Hmm. Like, characters yeah. where I'm like... These are broken characters. I do not believe in them. I do not believe in their performance. They see they serve no purpose. I keep mm-hmm. coming back to them again and again and again every single time. It's like a fucking lead balloon. And just get rid of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it... To me, it's a bigger surprise than Star Trek. That I Esmail think pulled, I pulled it out of the gutter. Yeah, because both of those shows have been really good in the past, right? Like, season one of Mr. Robot was really good. Then it had a lull. Star Trek, the original series, and TNG and DS Nine, all good. Then it had a lull. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have an opinion. Glow can't be higher than because you came like if we're going to this neutral ground territory, uh, it can't get higher than American Gangster. Glow is a surprise to me because I enjoyed a wrestling show. Ah, um, but you have enjoyed the wrestler. So, like, there's precedent for a well... And and also, I had heard a lot of really good things about it, which is the reason I checked it out to begin with. Gotcha. So... So it's below American Gangster? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Logan. Mm. Logan is cautiously optimistic for, but very cautious. I think I would put that between American Gangster and Glow. What oh shit! Did I just fucking do? I don't even know how this screen. Okay, I don't even know how to trigger that. Screen. If I, I don't know how to do that again. How do you uh, feel about above that? Above glow or below glow? Above. I don't know. I think I want to let you have your say, and I'm gonna play. I'm a devil's advocate the hell out of it. Um, Great, that'll be fun. Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Uh, this was not a surprise to me. I'd heard a lot of fun, awesome things. Okay, this is all you. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, how would you experience yeah, my so surprise at Glow? All that meant that I just slid it between Kingsman, or I slid it between Logan and Glow, because I haven't, largely because I haven't seen Glow. Right. Uh, the Okay, here's Young the Pope thing. Young Pope is a huge fucking surprise, in my opinion. Because it, it was what I thought it was, but it was also so much more. And it came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, who would like have thought that Jude Law would Sky ever play Network the Pope? From Europe, and HBO is going to collaborate, and HBO is going to get it months after. And this Italian also, director, how did had... it come out of nowhere when it'd been on the air three months before? Like, how how right. did no one? How did no American critic say, "Holy shit, here comes the young Pope! It's going to blow yeah. your doors off." And honestly, like I've heard of Broadchurch, I've heard of like a plenty sh- of British shows. This is uh, so. How the fuck does young Pope? The other thing is, I don't. Think, I feel like Young Pope came and went without a lot of fanfare anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, 
were there other podcasts besides us covering and like it was hard to kind of find people going through on a weekly basis i don't know maybe maybe we're maybe we're crazy this is another the leftovers thing where it's a unique combination of things but i kind of want to put it above all of these i kind of do too i think the young pope was the biggest surprise well what about american vandal we haven't done that that's another like I saw American Vandal, and I just as the um, I so American Vandal is almost too good of a parody because when I just saw like the Netflix banner, yeah. I'm like another fucking true crime thing about a, a teenager that's losing his scholastic career because right. he's wrong. Fuck all that. And some guy in my gaming group said, "Dude, have you seen American Vandal? It's hilarious." I'm like, "It's a comedy." Yeah. So yeah, they almost played themselves. Um, I feel like it's above Star Trek, below Mr. Re- Robot, because it also has that Mr. neutral reboot. reboot. That'd be a good name. Or maybe for below it, yeah. American Gangster, because it had the neutral ground where I guess I was predisposed to not like it uh, because I thought it was just a true crime thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. American Vanda. American Vandal. Yeah. Uh,. Man, I find it hard not to put it higher just because it's something I didn't even know I wanted. Like well, here's this, the thing. American Vandal, I'm never going to watch again. Satire of a of a stuffy genre at this point. Is, is this a valid way to look at it? Whereas American Vandal, I'm never going to watch again. American Gangster, I'm definitely going to watch again. But that might be just be the time invested because mm-hmm. come to think of it, I'll probably never watch The Young Pope again either. It's right. like one of those just mem- you know touchstone memories in my life. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't know. Like I said, American Vandal feels like it should be higher on this list because I think make the argument for it. Like American Gangster is a thing that I know I want more of, right? Like I'm not done with the the uh, crime story movie genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was kind of almost over this true crime uh, investigative thing. You might be because like. I might be now, like, but like the American 70s, Vandal was something I hadn't even considered wanting. Like the 70s had all these big budget disaster movies, and mm-hmm. then Airplane came and put a stake through their heart. Yeah, for I feel like, like 20 years. Perhaps American, yeah, until the yeah until you can get CGI involved. Maybe American right. Vandal is going to be that with true crime. Because Serial be. tried to come back to Serial 2. I think the second half of series, season serial two was great and had a lot of important geopolitical points to make that largely got bogged down in what you think of Bo Bergdahl's fucking dumbass self. Right. Like, the best thing you can say about Bur- Bo Bergdahl is he's a fucking idiot that has mental problems mm. that should have gotten weeded out of some sort of process and never been put on a battlefield in the first place. Mm. The worst thing you can say about him is a goddamn traitor that got Americans killed. Uh, and like that white hot debate about how you see that clouded the overall very interesting things we, they said about the prosecution of the Afghanistan war and how fucked up it was from the beginning and how m- so many miscommunications caused the clusterfucks just to add up. Um, that and 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 most people had tuned out, so they missed that. Like when Sarah said, "Promised that we would z- zoom zoom out and zoom in," people they got so zoomed in at the beginning. I don't know. I don't even but know why what, they had to tell Bo Bergdahl's. I, I feel well, like it's crazy because that's what Serial season one made its what bones it is, on, is right? She, like this super personal, detailed look at this kid. Yeah, like I think what happened is there was all these interviews with Bo Bergdahl that were kind of interesting, just from the like you know firsthand account of being tortured by the Taliban, right? That just fell into Sarah's lap, and she's like, "Well, shit, I'm not ready for my season two, but it's been too long. I need to." And they just kind of repackaged this clip show, and then hastily added all this other original journalism. I don't know what fucking happened, but and I don't even know why I'm talking about this, other than maybe American Vandal will be the airplane, and it'll stake a heart in a true crime until uh-huh. you know America w- gets its appetite up for it again. Hmm. So. That's why I don't know if American plus that's also the comedy like the comedy uh, uh, bias is showing itself again. I don't know. It's it's tough because I I've I've used satire in kind of a different. You're way. right. You're not right. You're not like, wrong. We just watched Doctor Strangelove yep. for a commission. Yeah, that is a movie that I would put very high on any that, list. That, that's a, that you're you're goddamn right. So 
and American Vandal has that feel to it. Like it's it's not as important, you know. Right. It's not dealing with big issues the same way, but it's dealing with uh, a ridiculous premise on the same grounds as these others, which is I I don't know. Well, see, for, like a lot of me, true crime wants to throw the that that's the the me the big takeaway from the American Vandal and the satire is a lot of true cl- crime wants to flip the table on your understanding, right? You know, you thought this young man murdered his girlfriend. Well, he's been sitting up the river, and it's also this its this other guy. And Whereas American Vandal's like, most of the basic facts about this were wrong, and no one was a villain. They were all very simple misunderstandings or miscommunications. Whereas most other true crime is like, well, the cops are lazy, and or they're corrupt, or they're out right. to get this guy. It's like... You know, this was a lot more nuanced, which I think is probably more true than looking at the exceptions of this the social the 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 justice system and saying it's all fucked and I don't know. Whereas I I kind of like when I walk away from like uh, making a murderer, I'm just like fuck all of these cops in this county and this. prosecutor in particular and they should be in jail and you know i I get worked (laughs) up whereas american vandals when we're like okay i can see how this happened let me ask you this so you watch the trailer for american vandal and you watch the trailer for american gangster which one would be a bigger surprise to you after having watched the trailer like that a that it was super well executed in this russell crowe denzel washington movie yeah about about a crime lord or that this stupid thing about high schoolers and dicks. Yeah, I think you're right. I feel like we should swap these two and okay. and call it good because okay. I think it's as high as American Vandal can get. Um, and American Gangster is a surprise in, I guess, in a different kind of way in that I had kind of never heard of what is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. American Vandal was an entirely new thing that I didn't know I needed. Right. And it, it blew me away. Okay, I mean, that's... That is a perfectly cromulent way to to look at the film, and I think you're right. Let's swap those. I was trying to guess: Did Ridley Scott direct American Gangster? Because if so, then yeah, mm, Ridley might. Scott. Yeah. So yeah, if I'd seen a trailer <laughs> and remembered the fact that Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe, or were just look at the IMDb page, right? Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's like it's, it's yeah, it's got it's got fuck, it's got Idris Elba as a very minor character, right? Like, like Shit, it's a fucking yeah. deep bench. It's a yeah. deep bench. All right. Um, okay, is there an argument for Logan to be higher? No. Kingsman. I feel like these, yeah. Under I think five, we're good. Fuck, I think fuck this anything is under list. five. One, two, three, four, five. We got it. All right. Let's slide on down to... Um, okay. We have... Oh, shit. We got so many... Okay. Shit. Should we take a break? I, I think we should do one more category. Okay. Um, this is a smaller category. Because I got to so. get out of here in like half an hour. So, All right. Well, Biggest Miss. Um, we have – so Biggest Miss, if you don't know, is our category where we're like, damn it, looking back at our coverage, we should have found the way to make room for these these shows. Now, maybe it's be- we didn't because of expectations. Maybe we didn't because of our schedule, whatever. But these are the things we regret not podcasting. Yeah. And they are judged by how much we personally enjoyed it, how the public reacted, and how much meat were on them, their bones, and make it a good podcast. Uh, number one, The Expanse. Is the, Expanse the best science fiction show on the air right now? Yeah. I like it better yeah, than Star Trek, it honestly. Is. It's number one. Um, and it's it's so fucking shocking that this thing is good because it is on Sci-Fi Network, which is not known for how good its shows are. No. Um, especially, like... I, I hesitate to call it realistic because it's science fiction, but the the way they treat the physics in that world yes. and the respect that they give their characters yes. is beyond a lot of shows you get on even prestige networks. And it's, yeah. it's crazy to me that that's coming out of sci-fi. It's kind of like um, it is to Firefly the way Deep Space Nine was to the next generation. Okay. Because Firefly took a lot of the physics – like it, that was a big plot point, yeah. and there was all the space. But it also asylum. really liked to ignore stuff like that. Every and, once and in a while, also liked to joss weed and everything up and take the piss out of. Yeah. Whereas the expanse is grim, is pretty mm-hmm. fucking grim, and uh, and, and a very interesting. I mean, it just feels good. Like 
a lot of times we think about what will be it'll be like when we colonize the moon and earth and like and, and earth colonize the earth colonize mars and like it's like the scene is this utopia but this is like what if we took all of our petty political grievances into space and like the fact that living in the asteroid belt or on Mars would fundamentally change you as a human. And after such a right. generations, like you can't you return be, to earth. You'd be so alienated. If you're a belter, <laughs> literally like, like it's, it'd be like, imagine if your parents came to America from, I don't know, you, uh, fucking Ireland. Mm-hmm. And two generations later, you, if you go back to Ireland, just stepping on the shore would crush you like a bug. Yeah. That's the like these belters' life and the Martians' life, and that being in the atmosphere of that place could be a torture. And, and like how the <laughs> the Earth, even if it was kind of utopia and opulent, although there's some stuff in season two that's kind of like says, "Wait, hey, wait a minute about that." Yeah. Um, the fact that like living on this brutal frontier planet where nothing is given to you and everything has to be eked out fundamentally changes your psyche and the, the weeds out the the the, uh, the certain type of people. Um, I, I just think it's like really – it's not even like politics as it applies to today. It's more of just like a really interesting examination of how future politics could go mm-hmm. with a pretty solid grounding in science fiction. And also some fun – like I like the idea that the Mormons are – built an arc essentially. Are, are yeah. Build, yeah, are building an exploration arc to go take the message of Jesus Christ to the next place it needs to go. Yeah. I that and and like there it's 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 fun it's funny but not in like a ha ha look at the more it's 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 just a seamless bit of world building. So. Here, here's why I think it it really makes the biggest miss for me is because I had seen season one and I knew how good season one was mm-hmm. and going into last year I knew season two was coming and mm-hmm. I knew that we should be covering it but for some reason I think it was probably schedule um, I forget when that came out. We we just didn't cover it. We we, we um, did get three or four episodes of Bald Move Television on it, so I don't. We, we did didn't, yeah. like just like leave it to langu- languish. But yes, I feel like it would it would have stood up to the scrutiny of a week to week discussion. And we are, uh, I mean, I don't I don't know about nowadays as much, but we certainly used to be, and I still am a sci fi junkie. Yes, like when I can get my hands on good serialized sci fi. Yeah. I love it. I I almost universally love it. So the fact that we are not covering what I view to be the best sci-fi series in probably ten years, and, the sci- and it's and it's not exactly a smash success. So what little bit of a megaphone we have, right. shouldn't we, sh- you know, use it to draw attention to the show? Yeah, it it's it's right in my alley. I feel like we could actually move the needle a little bit on this show. Yeah. Like, it's a huge miss that we're not covering it. Right. I feel like our audience is science fiction, fantasy, like it would be. And the, the, the question is, does it have a big enough audience being on sci-fi, being a modest show on sci-fi to actually do anything for, I don't know. It'd be more like that. I guess that for a biz, like for biggest miss, like, I don't know. As well as where I forget where I was going with that. I mean, as far as like a financial thing, I don't think it's a big miss for us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I, sometimes, I feel you there. Like well, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. I felt like in a first, not only did we miss it because it's right in our wheelhouse and it's such a fun show, but also everyone was talking yeah, about it. It blew up the expanse. No one is talking about. So maybe yeah. we can be the ones that, that, that do. Um, so the expanse, Star Trek Discovery, uh, that stings because we kind of said that we would cover it and because it kept sliding back sliding back sliding back it came it slid to a part <laughs> of the season where we just couldn't yeah and we we kind of we just kind of fucked that well we didn't fuck it up it's the it's the schedule that fucked us up on that but star trek yeah. begins on our wheelhouse and mm-hmm. you know we are as long term as star trek fans as anybody i think we'd have done a good job uh hidden figures yeah so this is the movie about um the uh, i guess uh, race to the moon, essentially. Space um, race, yeah, yeah, the space race, and it's it's kind. Of, so this is the biggest miss to me because it is about the the group of black women who made that possible mm-hmm. in, within NASA, who are completely unsung heroes. Like until this movie came out, I had never heard about them. I didn't right. know anything about them. Um, and this movie was really, really good. And I feel like in a year where, so this came out very early last year, like. 
early January. So I think we missed it just because we weren't back in the swing of things yet. Well, it, it was on. I remember it was on our list, but something came like I, I think something came up either in our personal lives or just in the schedule where it would just like that Thursday night. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But I, I went and saw it anyway later on or something. Um, I, I saw thought it was I saw really it great. Cruise. It was a good venue to see it. Nice. Outdoors under the stars. Uh, and, and I think it would have been an important movie for us to cover this year because there has been a lot, more than any other year I can think of, there has been a lot of shakeup in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and the idea that this was, you know, this really interesting and cool and awesome movie about this group of people mm-hmm. who were minorities um, from a couple of different angles, and, and the both fact of that color they, and gender. And they showed up to work under... Frankly, insane conditions. Oh, dude, that bathroom situation. Oh my god, was a fucking joke. And it's not just the the, the it, it's not just the bathroom situation. It's the the fucking completely arbitrary yeah. nature of it. Uh huh. Like the fact that you're having to do all this ridiculous shit because people. I mean, it's that's the other thing is like, you know, you hear about racism being dead in America. Mm-hmm. Oh, it did. It died in the last forty years. Did it? Died dead. We went from not being able to use the same bathrooms and water fountains to right. like no problems, huh? Okay, sure. Um, I yeah, 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 yeah. I just think it was an important movie that didn't get enough coverage, certainly by Bald Move, right? Um, and it, it's unfortunate. So it was a huge miss for me because a of of that and b of how good it was. Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, the Deuce. Uh, I kind of, in the back of my mind, because I remember, I, I said already that I kind of gave The Deuce a courtesy watch. Like, okay, David Simon, uh, I love The Wire. Uh, I really, I didn't didn't expect to. You're actually the one that made me watch uh, The House I Grew, or not The House I Grew Up In, uh, Show Me a Hero. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I, I, you know, okay, it's it's a look at the porn scene of the 70s, and like maybe that's interesting, but I can't see I'd be relevant for today. But it's like, okay, it's, mm-hmm. it's something he's he's doing. And then I was just completely blown away, and I feel like it in a way that, like, uh, shit, uh, Treme never did get a lot of critical buzz, like, or maybe like mm-hmm. some critics, but it never got a lot of like pop cultural buzz. Like, I felt like the Deuce got a, a decent amount of press and heat yeah. and people discussing it, um, and also kind of kicked off the the Me Too season. Like it, it debuted right as all this stuff about Weinstein and Louis C.K. and like all these oh, yeah. instances of Hollywood men uh, abusing and taking advantage of women, and it that's its bread and butter, mm-hmm. the commoditization and commercialization of women's bodies. Um, I yeah, I, I fucking wish we'd covered it because I think it would have been I would have lo- the thing that the, the, here's the other thing. One of the, my favorite shows to cover of all time is Mad Men because we got so many different perspectives mm-hmm. that improved my understanding and enjoyment of the show because I can only approach something in the body and the mindset and the and and the 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 the, the place I, I can come from it and getting thousands of other people writing in and say as a gay man as a gay woman as a sex worker as a uh, as a, as a, as a as a black woman that grew up in this era. That's the kind of shit that really makes this, like, you know, pop. And I feel like that would have been really invaluable for our coverage of The Deuce. And that would have been Mm -hmm. a really fun part and an edifying part of our coverage. And we missed out on all that because I, my my faith in David Simon, I guess, was weak. It was also super, we were also that, the tail end of 2017 was super busy. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't I don't know that we we did give two bald moves TVs to it, so it wasn't like we completely shit on it, but and then finally Twin Peaks, which has made and that's the other thing, both of those two, unlike the other three that we talked about, have made almost everyone's consensus top ten. Twin Peaks to return. There's no way in fucking hell I could ever get Jim to watch it. But I had lots of people that were Twin Peaks and David Lynch fans kind of lined up and were willing to do it, and I just ran out of time. Oh, I mean, so. of, of buzz, there's nothing on this list that tops it. Yeah. They got the most buzz of all the biggest misses. And kind of like, you know, when we said, like, oh, imagine if we could go back and cover Lost from day one or X-Files from day one or um, 
you know, Twin Peaks even. Like, how much fun it have been to cover Twin Peaks from day one back in the day? Well, fucking Twin Peaks came back. We, we, we found the time to watch X-Files, which was shitty. <laughs> and we didn't watch Twin Peaks, which everyone says is amazing. Now yeah. it's challenging, and it's niche, and it was on Showtime, and but... And I haven't seen it all, but what I have seen, it's it's certainly worthy of coverage and discussion. And it have been a lot of me being bewildered and, and learning from other people that know a lot more about Lynch and Twin Peaks than I. But yeah, I think it would have been it, it would have been a it would have been a hit for us. It would have been interesting to do. Mm. Um, so there, yeah, the biggest miss. Um, so we have, to, we have to rank those. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I feel because like the hidden figures was stings so as it's it's it was one bald movie. Um, yeah, I it's it's probably gonna be at the bottom of this list honestly, but it it's hard to argue that Twin Peaks wouldn't have been the most successful of any of these uh, from like a listener perspective, mm-hmm. like the sheer numbers of listens. Hmm. Um, I feel like the Deuce would have been a more interesting conversation and probably a better podcast. See, that's why I think I think that I would put the deuce a, but, a bit above Twin Peaks. Because Twin Peaks, I was, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I would I don't know. I don't, I probably had a lot of say about both of those. But for one thing, the, the, the deuce would have been a Jim and Aaron production, whereas Twin Peaks would have been an Aaron production. So I feel like that, um, hmm. that alone, did I spell the deuce wrong? That doesn't look right. It's, I, man, there's, there's EU words. I couldn't tell you. Nope. Nope, apparently not. Google says no. Google says no. So if you uh if you don't like it, take it up a surge. Um yeah, Twin Peaks the do I, I feel like the deuce should, would be higher just because that's something we both could have done, hmm. which is my preference in in general, you know. I think it's a lot of people's preference. Uh so yeah, I would have put the deuce over Twin Peaks and then okay. the expanse certainly over Star Trek Discovery and Hidden Figures only because it was like I mean, it's a, a one, one time. It was a one yeah. thing that, and that happens with movies all the fucking time. Like my biggest criticism for bald movies is that we do way too much popcorn blockbuster and not enough hidden figures, American Gangster stuff like that. Right. I don't know how to fix that because, um, you know, that's the stuff that everyone talks about. That's the stuff to grab. That's the stuff that people like to debate. But, like, I do feel like there should be some, like, more heavyweight stuff. Um, you know, like, uh, like, like if, if, if Paul Thomas Anderson, like, we should we should make an effort to see all his films. Like, uh, you were just talking about Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, he's got a movie coming out, and I don't think it's on our list yet. Like, shit. If if every time we'll Tommy watch these movies, we think, oh, my God, these are mind-blowing, amazing, and yet we don't watch them in the theater. What the hell are we doing? But yeah. yeah, no, hidden like I'm saying like we fucking miss movies all the time. Whereas television show that's more of a bread and butter and mm-hmm. you feel I mean, are you happy with that ranking? I do so. Peaks and Expanse, Star yeah. Trek Discovery. Uh do you think you have time to go through the last category cuz this is our no shit, there are multiple. <laughs> there's there's still two a more. Few. There's two um, more. Two mores. Two mores. Two mores. I don't think I have time for two more, so. All right, let's just stop it here then and yeah. uh, we'll pick it up uh whenever we pick it up. Okay.